welcome to the 9642 podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. This is where me and The Fool give our unqualified and unrequested ramblings on the various issues in the world of sport. Or something like that. Hello, everyone. We are uh, about 20 days away from a World Cup. Not the one you're thinking about, or the other World Cup you might be thinking about, but the T20 World Cup. And I know what you're all asking. Did we have a World Cup last year? Yes, yes we did. About a year ago. But that was the 2020 World Cup. Yes, that's how it works. So, we have the T20 World Cup in Australia just a year after the tournament in the UAE, which was won by Australia. Now we have to see if the Australians can defend their title. So we just have a bit of a review of the tournament. So what do you think? Are you excited about the tournament? Actually, reasonably so, yes. As it's getting closer, so it's only 20 days away, so that's been a weird feeling because it's it was only last year, but last year's one was a bit weird as well, because you knew this one was coming this year. Like, yeah. It was sort of, hey, two World Cups, back-to-back, year-on-year. Like, but, um, yeah. And also, back-to-back, we're getting, like, right after this World Cup ends, we are basically getting the uh, Football World Cup yeah. starting. Exactly. In fact, I think it's pretty much exact back-to-back. Like, the final, this is the weekend before the... The football world cup. Yeah, starts? I believe. Yeah. So. yeah, it's exactly correct. Like I think the final is 13th November, and football world cup starts a few days after that. If yeah. I'm not wrong, pretty sure it starts that following weekend, the 20th. So, so it's going to be hectic, yeah. one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. But can't complain. Getting full value for our Spark Sports annual <laughs> subscription. Speaking, sorry, not Spark Sports for me. I I have switched dark. over to the dark side. You have gone dark I, side. I, and got the Sky Sport Digital. Now I have unsubscribed from Spark Sports, but I might go back to them because I, won't, I was only ever with them on a monthly. Mm. Uh, we'll get all the games, so fingers crossed. We'll see how their how it performs. I've not been impressed with Sky Sports so far. No, no. Why? Didn't go back to the dark side, even though it had the football and the football. I think, but it's eh. you can watch stuff elsewhere. Yeah, I justified it for basically the football World Cup. Yeah. So once I might get it for the month for when that's on. Yeah, yeah, that's what I told my father as well. He could just get it for the month, and he was like, "Yeah, maybe it's like forty bucks or something like yeah. that." Yeah. So I mean. He's like, maybe I won't get up to watch the games. You and I will probably watch the games. So Some of them, yeah. Potentially, sure. potentially worth it for a month. But, you know, I don't think, given next year's not a World Cup year, if, Spar- if Sky does not ridiculously improve its the quality of product, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to watch Premiership football, but somehow I'm going to watch Premiership football. It's not going to be on Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> But we are digressing from the cricket. Now, Mm -hmm. just like last year, there is a qualifying tournament for teams that are not in the group stage yet. Amongst those teams to qualify, we have uh, Namibia, Scotland, Sri Lanka, Ireland, Netherlands, United Arab Emirates, and Zimbabwe. So, basically, there has been a seeding these qualifiers. Namibia are seeded number one because they finished ninth in the previous World Cup. Yeah. Scotland seeded second, Sri Lanka third, West Indies fourth. So it's incredible for me to think like at one point the West Indies basically showed everybody how to play tournament yeah. T20 and win World Cup. Yeah. Um, but they are very much in a rebuilding phase. This feels yeah. like a tournament where the West Indies are going to try things. They are hosting the next T20 World Cup in 2024, I believe. So I think that's more important for them. They want to get their ducks in a row for that. 
there's also like a one day world cup next year which yeah. may or may not be the last ever one day world cup i <laughs> hope it's not i hope it's not either four other teams have qualified through the global qualifier so ireland didn't even qualify for the uh, finished high enough to qualify from the no. previous world cup so they had to go through a qualifying tournament which they did go through um so did the netherlands the united arab emirates and zimbabwe mm. now there's some strong teams here for the lower uh, the, the group A is by no means an easy uh, easy beat group. Like I think Namibia are going to be a bit because Netherlands, I think, were quite unlucky not to qualify. They had a pretty good team, especially for T20s, yeah. um, and they haven't played badly in the ODI Super League to qualify. They're not going to qualify for the World Cup next year. Don't get me wrong, but they're <laughs> they played well enough. And then they actually no, there has it has been said that there will be another. World Cup after the next one, and they've desire, and it's going to be a, a potentially a 14-team World Cup. Oh, okay. So, and they're going to make the qualifying t tournaments more open. Mm. So yeah, that's watch the space, I guess. Yeah. So Namibia, Netherlands, Sri Lanka, United Arab Emirates. Uh, that's a very tough group. I think all their games are going to be played in Cardinia Oval in Geelong. Yeah. In my head, I was like, oh, it's good that they're bringing games out to the regions. Geelong's not even a region these days. <laughs> they're like, just inside Melbourne now, aren't they? Pretty much, yeah. Melbourne's I mean, so I, big. I don't know how many people in Geelong are going to care, given they've just won the AFL Grand yeah. Finals, so congrats to them. Yeah, congrats to them. But yeah, I look at this group. I think Sri Lanka are a team that's trending upwards. They're performing mm. pretty well. I believe Sri Lanka will top this group. But I think Namibia will follow them to the qualifier, to the yeah. group stage. Seems likely, I think. At least those two in some order. I think, yeah, Netherlands will probably do well. But yeah, I, I think you're right. Sri Lanka should have enough. And Namibia, it should yeah should also do well enough to to make their way through. Next group is actually quite competitive: Ireland, Scotland, West Indies, Zimbabwe. Three oh, test yeah. playing sides. This is one of the other reasons why I think Sri Lanka have a pretty reasonably easy. Other than Namibia, who I think rate as a team, and sure yeah. Netherlands are reasonably good as well. But I don't think the UAE is going to be that competitive. Um, this is basically their World Cup, managing to qualify you know, get to the stage. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think the Netherlands team, they're close to this golden generation of the Netherlands. They're they're, they're just about peaking, so it's between the two, but I still think Namibia's going to get ahead of them. Yeah. Just because they have the wrist spin and the left arm bowlers. Yeah. Which is like, you know, the cheat code of T20. Yeah, exactly. And in the other group, I think Ireland and T20 are rather poor. They have been focusing on Red Bull cricket, trying to get more test matches and play more first-class games. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Scotland are focused on white ball cricket. They kind of see it as a way to get funding into the team. I'm going to make my bold announcement. I think West Indies is going to win this group. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Still a good team. Still lots yeah. of good players. Sunil Nareen has said he may not play but Kyron Pollard might be available and Andre Russell will probably be available so right. that's a pretty good team yeah yeah and then we've got Zimbabwe who also have a pretty good team Hassan Raza uh, very good players and that team I think though I think Scotland's gonna uh, beat all the other test sides other than the West Indies and come second so West Indies first Scotland second for me yeah yeah that's a uh... Good thing. Um, I think it's going to come down between Ireland and Scotland. It's going to be interesting, as you say. Scotland you have so? focused uh, uh, between for the second one. West Indies first, and then I think. Uh, I think it uh, might be Zimbabwe, Scotland. That's going to be the game. Think? Think. Yeah. I just feel like. No, Ireland not West is... I think. Beg your pardon. I think Zimbabwe, Scotland will fight over second. Yeah, yeah. Not Ireland. I think Ireland's going to easily finish bottom of this you qualifier. Think? Yes. I just feel that. Irish cricket's in a bit of a. I know they focus on Red Bull more, but it, it is, you know, in its zenith, it's, it's in quite a strong place right now. So that's why I'm just thinking that 
You know, they're, they're on a high. Sure, it's white ball and it's T20, and that's sort of, yeah, it's very much the opposite of what they've been um, focusing on. But good cricket is good cricket. Um, and they, they have been playing well. So um, that's why I think that they might might push through there and, and get second. But I think you're right that it's going to be a really close pull. I think it's West Indies first, probably easily. Um, though West Indies does sometimes manage to to trip up here and there. Um, second is, is going to be hard to pick either way, but I, I just feel like Ireland is saying they're, they're playing good cricket at the moment. Sure, across all formats, but... Um, yeah, I think that's just going to pull them through. Looking on from that, I think it's the groups are quite tough for New Zealand. Like, I arguably they are in the group of death. I think mm. top two teams go out. Like, it's a semi-finals and then finals, so it's only the top two teams per group. Yeah, yeah, just semi-finals, final. Very tough. So Afghanistan, Australia, England, New Zealand. I think when it comes to T20s, um, all of those three teams on paper are better than New Zealand because they all have they all have good wrist spinners. They have uh, they have both the pace bowlers. Like also New Zealand has pace bowlers to make up for it, and a left arm pace bowler in Trent Bolt. But we don't have a wrist. Uh, we have Ish Sodi, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like the hitting power is where the other part comes, right? Like Australia have that long batting lineup with Matthew Wade coming in at seven, and David Warner's found a return to form. And England are England, like England, uh, are, England. Yeah, England are just really, really good. Super unlucky yeah. to lose to us just because they lost the toss probably yeah. in the last World Cup. Um, but that's the toss isn't going to be as important in Australian conditions. And Afghanistan are going to be tough for New Zealand to beat just because, you know, Rashid Khan, mm. uh, Mujib. I'm just saying, we did deal with Afghanistan reasonably easily last year in the UAE uh, at that World Cup. The like, UAE. We thought, we did go think going into that, oh, this is going to be a real challenge for New Zealand, Afghanistan's going to think, and their, yeah, the batters just didn't really... Live up for yeah, it. Afghanistan's but Afghanistan's batters uh, unfortunately let them down in that game. It is going to be easier to bat in Australia. Yeah, but I think New Zealand can beat Afghanistan. Just on paper, I think Afghanistan have a stronger bowling lineup and mm. arguably for T20 have more hitting power than New Zealand do. Like New Zealand are going to be heavily reliant on Jimmy Neesham to close out innings. Yeah. New Zealand need an anchor, and then it's basically a question of whether people like Finn Allen, Glenn Phillips can come on. Yeah, yeah. And what, which version of Martin Guptill are we going to get? Like, Martin <laughs> Guptill has arguably lost two white ball finals for New Zealand. <laughs> Through, like, bad plays. And... I hate to say that because he's one of my favorite players and it doesn't take away from a really great white ball career for New Zealand, like what he's done throughout his career. But, you know, uh, he couldn't get the runs in the Super Over in 2019. I don't blame him for 2015. Like, that was just the whole team played badly. And, yeah. like, obviously, t the T20 final, you can almost pretty much put it down to him. Like, he lost that game for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was... Um, super match losing knock the fact that Kane Williamson managed to get it to a reasonable total is one of showed that it was one of the best knocks you know anyone's ever played in a World Cup final but yeah losing captain's knock but yeah Kane's if Kane has an innings like that in him definitely doable I off I, I just wonder whether if Guppy has uh, in Australia he might do better like if there's not going to be as much spin if Devin Conway uh, opens with Martin Guptill, I think that changes the complexion of the team. Uh, Conway, Guptill, followed by Williamson. That's a decent top three. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Then you've got Finn Allen, Glenn Phillips, Jimmy Neesham. Yeah. Now, the bonus 
for New Zealand is Jimmy Nisham is, is like the fifth bowler, who's probably, as a fifth bowler, one of the best fifth bowlers you can have. Yeah. So you've got Ish, Tim Saudi, uh, Trent Bolt, uh, and Lockie Ferguson. Those are locks in yeah. the bowling lineup, I think, just without... If Devin Conway is the wicketkeeper opening, you have the option of whether you want to take uh, someone like an Adam Milne yeah. just to get some extra pace along with Jimmy Nisham because Jimmy Nisham is a good closer. He's a decent... In T20s, he can bat as number... He can bat number six. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, as we said, we've got the top three. While the top three, other than Conway, are not you know, uh, good uh, are not uh, don't have like the hitting power. Finn, Allen, and Glenn Phillips definitely can. Yeah, definitely. And the and so can uh, Jimmy Nisham. So yeah. a lot depends on how who they pick at number four and how that person plays. I think Finn Allen could be a really good number four. Part of me wonders whether or not Finn Allen should open and Conway should bat at number four. To mm. be the to get because Conway can pretty much like or is it because number four is the most difficult position to bat in T20s because yeah. you're not quite the backup opener like uh, part of me thinks whether or not that should be Kane Williamson or uh, Devin Conway just one of those two potentially because Glenn Phillips I think number five I don't want to I think number four is too high feels like for him. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just yeah, it feels a little high. It feels like it'd be better, better at number five, and yeah, or pushed up if needed. Like things are going so well. But yeah. you agree with me, right? Like the four that I mentioned in the bowling: hmm. Sodi, Saudi, Alt, and no, yeah. Ferguson. They're locked. Yeah, yeah. They have to. For Ferguson has to open. And Bolt and close, and uh, Bolt has to open and close. Those are your, you know. First four overs, last four overs there, and Ish Sodi with Tim Saudi yeah. in the middle. Some uh, around, and it's a question of whether you Jimmy Nisham can be there with a couple of overs, and whether we get another get some overs out of Glenn Phillips, a couple of overs here and there. I don't know if, uh, whether we want an Adam Milne to be another frontline bowler, or we want uh, someone like a Michael Bracewell, right arm yeah. offspin. That could be good as well. About it. Mitchell Sat or Mitchell Satner. Yeah, oh, yes, also Satner. That's another option in there as well. So, um, I think that's good. It, yeah, I think you're right. You got your lock for four bowlers. You got most of your batting lineup. So you've got a few spots. You know, one or two spots that you can can flex around, which means that you can adapt for the opposition, for the for the pitch and everything. So, and and what you're trying to get out of it. So, but I think you're right that. There's a few there that can fit in, depending, say, you want uh, uh, another strike bowler in Mill, or if you're looking at something, you know, one of the spinners, you know, say, Bracewell, Satner. Yeah, and Satner could be quite useful as a left-arm yeah. spinner, just because looking at Australia, other than Matthew Wade and David Warner at the top of the orders, there's not too many left, there's only two, those two yeah. as left-handers. Um, for England, there's potentially Moin Ali, uh, Sam Curran, and yeah, because Josh Butler is uh, injured for the rest of the year, unfortunately. Sorry, not Josh Butler. Um, uh, Johnny right, Bairstow yes, yes. is injured for the rest of the year, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, Josh Butler. Everyone else, most of their quote-unquote gun attacking players are right-handed. So you know, left-arm spinner is not a bad option, especially in uh, Australia. Yeah. New Zealand, I, I like the team, but then again, like I said, you, it's very difficult for me to back New Zealand. Like they don't have a player like yeah, like I said, Josh Butler, who and Alex Hales, who just comes out and like absolutely destroys teams. Liam Livingston, you know, yeah. like they're regular IPL players who just yeah. You know, that's been that's and even been New Zealand for the last few years, right? It hasn't been really yeah. any individual star that just you know are oh, they're going to destroy the team but um collectively they've done they've put that that work into collectively yeah. right and done it uh, and done it together 
Like, I think with Ish, Sodi, uh, Jimmy, uh, Nisham, they're uh, play around enough in the circuit that they're like, you know, just under the IPL level yeah. players, you know, and you're, you know, you've got players like, uh, obviously Kane and Trent Bolt are like IPL regulars, and you know, Saudi's probably in that yeah. level as well, like that just below, and Lockie Ferguson is obviously an yeah. IPL player, so you know. So, like, New Zealand, like, what they lack in the batting, they make up for in the bowling. The bowling, is, you know, you've got two IPL-level yeah. bowlers, uh, and you've got a very good supporting cast. And it's just, like, you can't just put five to, five to six bowlers, and that's a lot of options. Exactly. And in T20, uh, that's a good uh, lot of options to have. You know, that's what they'll have to do to yeah, yeah, win yeah. games, basically. That's been the New Zealand game plan for a while, so yeah. Basically, 160, 170, and like hope the if they bat first and the bowling lineup keeps the defensive total or the bowling lineup keeps it ready just to get the you know the opposition out. For it manages to limit the scoring to under under 180 and hope the batters can chase yeah, yeah. that down. Um, we'll see how effective that is. Um, come the tournament, um, but you know, it's there. I know I should back New Zealand, but I think England definitely, and I think at home Australia surely are number two here. I mean, Johnny Bairstow is a huge loss, maybe the best white ball player in the world at the moment, well, almost without yeah, a doubt, yeah. right? Like, it's just easily the best, maybe even the best cricketer this year. Yeah. Um, without a doubt, but you know. The team are so stacked. England are the one team that can lose a player that good and be like, okay, we're so stacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Right? That's, like, that's just that how good they true. are. Um, I'm going to be patriotic. Oh, yeah, I, uh, Do you reckon they're going to edge Australia out of the group oh, game? I think they just... I was going to say, though I can't see Australia not winning the group at home. So, yeah, New Zealand edging England out of the second spot. So Australia first because they're at home and, and they're defending and well, that, one they, place you don't want to have Australians is at home where they're defending something because they were already the best at it. And so they're a year out of being, hey, we're the best at T20 and we're at home. So they're just going to absolutely slaughter everybody. Um, that being said, the one time Australia defended a World Cup at home was at the 92 World Cup, and they didn't make it out of the group stage. You do make Just a good saying. point on that one. but um, And New Zealand beat them in their first game in that World Cup, and Australia played their first game against New Zealand. I'm just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> merely stating facts, and that's exactly. all. I mean, I'm... I would love it to be be a repeat, and that it was New Zealand and England going out, but of the group and into the semi-finals. But yeah, I'm. Could come down to net run rate. To be yeah, fair, it could come down to that. I'll almost guarantee it. It's a tough mm. enough. It's a tough enough t uh, group that it could come down to net run rate. But Australia playing uh, New Zealand in the Sydney Cricket Ground. That's that's a tough yeah. ask. Um, and then they play uh, New Zealand, and then New Zealand play England on the first of November at the Gabba. That's, once again, really tough ask. Uh, so those are the key games. Obviously, New Zealand play Afghanistan in yeah. Melbourne. Um, Afghanistan will have played England by then, so a lot will be riding on how that game is. If Afghanistan gets an upset win against England, they're going yeah. to be confident against New Zealand and Melbourne cricket ground. And big ground, Melbourne, yeah, yeah. so those spinners definitely come into play against New Zealand. Like, if you're Afghanistan and New Zealand pop out with Martin Guptill opening with... Um, anyone for this at this point of the tournament, do you just put put the ball in Rashid Khan's hands and go, yep, they've given us a free top-order wicket, let's just take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that will be the challenge, right? And that will be an interesting battle if that um, occurs, but yeah. It's, yeah, it could be crazy. And Is there some good matchups for Afghanistan here? They play England in Perth. That stadium, that could be a tough stadium for them to get 
the uh, to get the win against England. But you know, it's possible with their yeah. bowling lineup, and they have decent players. Um, Melbourne, like it's a very like that that'll bring their spinners in, but so will New Zealand spinners be yeah. in the game. Um, but you know, as good as Ish Sodi is, and you know how much I love Ish Sodi, and I rate him highly. Rashid Khan is arguably the best T20 bowler yeah. ever. There is that. Like, there's just if I consider David Warner to be the best T20 batter ever, um, maybe Josh Butler is close because uh, he can. Like I'm not talking about wicket keeping, but taking that into account, if you take the wicket keeping into account, Josh Butler is arguably the best T20 player yeah. ever because he's a wicket keeper who opens the batting with like a 160 yeah. strike rate. I'm, I'm sorry. Crazy. But you know, David Warner is a 160 strike rate guy who averages in the 40s yeah, no. in T20. Like, it's that's crazy. And like, David Warner is that rare player who, after the power play, increases his strike yeah. rate, and he goes in the power play at the 150 strike rate. So that just tells you like how dangerous he is. He doesn't slow down for a long innings. He's just like, let me beat the yeah. shit out of you while and get you down while you. Uh, while you're here, and, and then continue to beat the shit out um, of you. <laughs> yeah, basically he no, just doesn't he does stop. Um, and like a lot of that is because you know when he's chasing, he just goes, "Okay, we do a really good power play. We've reduced the target really badly. Like, how about we just keep going yeah. hard?" Because I've done my job, but the more runs I get at a high strike rate, the more pressure you guys have in defending. And it's like a very effective yeah. strategy. It also has the benefit um, of, if he does get out, the people coming in have a bit of buffer. Like, he's he's put in, yeah. you know, he's, he's got the net run, the run rate right down, or the required run rate right down. If yeah. you've gotten... If you've gotten 40-odd runs at 15-odd balls in the power play, you've done your job yeah, as an exactly. opener. Don't... Don't undo the job you've done in the middle yeah, overs. Exactly. You know, like at that point, like just keep going. Like, uh, there's such a big slowdown. Like, especially players like you know, Brendan McCollum, Chris Gale, a lot of. But Brendan McCollum, to a degree, I understand because he was carrying that New Zealand yeah, batting yeah. lineup in a lot of those uh, uh, in his T20 career. But yeah, Chris Gale didn't need to do that. The West Indies yeah, were stacked. Yeah. They could have just, they could have just kept going. Um, but yeah, this England, it's a tough group for New Zealand. It it's is just, tough. But I think, I think if they did finish uh, third, they would be quite credible. And like, arguably, they're probably facing Sri Lanka, who is not going to be easy for them yeah. either. And probably Scotland or yeah. Zimbabwe. Or, or Ireland. So maybe even the West Indies, if the West Indies do badly yeah, yeah. in that in that qualifying tournament now the group two is the group of all the teams yeah. on the subcontinent <laughs> and South Africa uh, South Africa not doing too well in T20s at the moment um, I don't think I don't expect them to continue doing well does this well. group also um, require Sri Lanka to come second in their group just to make it like all the subcontinent Afghanistan yeah, are not in points. here uh, they're dis disappointed then. Swap South Africa and Afghanistan. Yeah. So, Bangladesh, India, Pakistan, South Africa. Now, Pakistan are basically the Asian version of New Zealand with, yeah, yeah. you know, basically the batting lineup, bat slow, give you the guaranteed total rather than go aggressive to try and get yeah. a big total. And they go and their bowlers defend it um downside for them they have a few injuries and in that bowling lineup uh um but as uh, as long as uh sean masood is playing and harris ralph they're gonna be in with a chance and shaheen afridi of course uh really really good uh Really, really good uh, fast bowling lineup. Um, their uh, their their spin bowling is reliant on Iftikhar Ahmed and uh, Kushil Shah, but we and Usman Kadir. We'll see how it goes. Uh, 
the T in in Australia, they've never the a lot of the tactics that they've used, the batters especially, uh, to help their bowlers out has been in Asia. There's been some questions from Pakistan fans about whether it will work in Australia, whether you just need to be aggressive, just because the batting, uh, the wickets are so good for yeah. batting. Um, but that being said, you know, they do have Babar Azam and the team, <laughs> so surely, surely he can put a, he can pile on some runs when needed. Um, uh, Shadab Khan as well, uh, Mohammed Rizwan, you know, uh, who's also gonna wicket cape like they've got a very strong balanced team I'm not I think uh, I am inclined as much as I would love to see Bangladesh go through a Bangladesh currently not a good t20 side there's just no hitting power in this team um, Bang and without that hitting and they don't have the bowling lineup to um, to do what the uh, uh, do what New Zealand and Pakistan do like sure uh, Mustafiz Rahman is a genius like he's a unicorn amongst unicorns yeah. um, but like you know he's basically a spin bowler who bowls at 120 to 130 yeah. left-handed uh, so you know but you know once the teams know that if they see him out it's very tough for Bangladesh to get other wickets I mean they do have reasonable other white bot uh, uh white ball bowlers in this uh, in the team like Taskin Ahmed um and uh Ibadat Hussein who obviously got a six fur against New Zealand when they came to tour yeah. earlier in the year um but you know the bowling lineup is still not good enough I think to defend the totals like they're so reliant on Shakib Al Hassan to get a good total in this team um, Liton Dash obviously good player I think and if he uh, Nurul Hassan is wicket keeping then he's a bit of unfortunately if Nurul Hassan is wicket keeping Liton Dash is a bit of a liability on the field so we we shall see how this team uh plans out like uh the i think they'll probably finish below south africa south africa come third in this team like i don't see whoever qualifies from the other tournaments which is likely to be um a2 is likely to be netherlands or namibia and b1 is yeah. west indies or um scotland or zimbabwe yeah. in my opinion um, none of those teams, I think, can really outmatch Pakistan. And the reason why I'm not mentioning India is, of course, India's gonna finish top of this group. Okay? Like, do we even need to explain why we no, think no, that's this? just a given. Like, this is India's group. Like, everybody else is playing for the second spot. Yeah, so Rohit Sharma, KL Rahul, Virat Kohli, D uh, Dinesh Karthik, you've got four incredible players like but the thing is do you does Virat Kohli start in this team that's been the question they've been asking because Rohit Sharma and Kale Rahul have slowed down in their strike rates they're gonna op if they open you maybe want a number three who is gonna start hitting uh, start hitting yeah, the yeah. ball uh, but they've uh, and Rishabh Pant for whatever reason in T20s bats very slowly compared to how you know compared to what we might think he would yeah, do yeah, exactly um, Deepak Huda is in the team who can also bat second but like Dinesh Kartik's their closer incredible player I, mm -hmm. in my opinion um, arguably the key man in this team if India win the World Cup it'll be because Dinesh Kartik has had a big tournament in my opinion um, then uh, Jasprit Bumrah at the, that's the thing, this is the bowling lineup Jasprit Bumrah, Aksar Patel uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashvin look, the, this is the team that uh, Jadeja wasn't good enough to get into, <laughs> that's all I need to say exactly and he's not, he's not even in the standby no like, that's how good India's bowling lineup is. Like Yusvendra Chahal will play 
as he's the leg spinner. Obviously, Ravi Chandran Ashwin is the lefty killer of all lefty killers. Exactly. You just don't need, just don't put a left-handed batsman in the lineup if he's there. <laughs> um, then you've got uh, Jasprit Bumrah, Bhuvanesh, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is back in form. Like, there's just so many good things about this team. Hardik Pandya. Mm. Uh, who can close the games as well? Deepak Huda can bowl some offspin and close games. Like, are th other than maybe a bit of hitting power issues, but the thing is, all you can expect Rohit Sharma to come out of nowhere and start hitting things, hitting the ball. And same with Virat Kohli, yeah, yeah. right? Like, they're not. Virat Kohli at one point looked like the best ever T20 uh, player, ba better, you know, like in the first. Uh, in b between the uh, 2014 and the 2018 T20s, like in that period, he looked like one of the best ever white yeah, ball yeah. players, uh, white ball batters ever. Um, maybe until the 2019 World Cup. So that, like you know, uh, I have no que uh, no question in my mind that Brad Kelly's capable. That's uh, whether he will do it. Um, but this is potentially a swan song for a lot of these players. Brad Kohli going to play in the next World Cup, maybe one more. We have Rohit Sharma is going to be 37, yeah. Ashwin mm, 38. Yeah. If they, I mean, sure, it's only four. Of DK Dinesh, Dinesh Karthik will be 39. So yeah, that, that is getting on for all of them, uh, really. Yeah, yeah. So. It's a quote-unquote aging group. There's no player under 25. Rishabh Pant is the youngest player in the team. I mean, sure, yeah. he's a gun. Oh, uh, Ashdeep Singh. All right. 23. But yeah, yeah, still not lots. I mean, Ashdeep... Still, I mean, he's the left-arm fast guy if you want to bring a left-arm fast right, guy. Yeah. Like, India doesn't need to consider bringing a left-arm fast guy. That says a lot as well. I, Akshar Patel is basically a left arm slow, uh, left arm medium pacer who's just, you know, just throws darts from a oh, high yeah, angle. Yeah. That's like impossible to play. Left and he's left-handed. Yeah. Like the reason why he can also get away with his with his the kind of action he has, he can actually get the ball to go both ways. So left, even left hand armors, you know, uh, he right, can yeah, take yeah. out. So. And there's very few weaknesses in this side. I can't. No. I mean, I would be I would be picking. The only thing is that they are a long way off from. They haven't won a tournament since the 2011 uh, ICC uh, ODI World mm. Cup. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think they're gonna finish. The, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, to see, basically whoever wins between India and Pakistan in that game on the 23rd of October at the Melbourne Cricket Ground will win this group. Yeah. I think that's a fair I statement. I think that's a fair statement as well. But I think the that's that's very hard for me to. I think this group. Um, it, once you're in the knockouts, it's so dependent on the toss and the conditions on the day. Like, T20 or cricket is so difficult yeah. to predict. If it was all going on form, India-England World Cup final on yeah. the is what we should be expecting on the 13th of November. And it'll be a gun game. Both sides will hit the ball hard, have incredible bowlers, like, you know. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely incredible. But we... Don't, uh, but yeah, who knows what can happen in that yeah, time? Exactly. Like, I think of after reviewing the groups, the only thing that can I think the only team that can upset that semi that semi final, like the way it looks, is New Zealand somehow managing to uh, edge out a win against Australia in that first game in the Sydney Cricket Ground. If they can do that, then yeah, that group is yeah. open. Like Australia do have some weaknesses in their side that can be exploited. Australia don't have a perfect team. Like England arguably have a perfect team, so you have to be perfect yeah, to yeah. beat England. 
You have to be perfect to beat India. You don't have to be perfect to beat Australia, Afghanistan, yeah, or New Zealand. Exactly. No, I, I agree with that that statement. Uh, like Australia have a fifth bowler weakness yeah. because they usually go with the long batting lineup and the and if Matthew Wade is batting number seven, then Australia basically have. Uh, Hazelwood, Stark, um, Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, and uh, probably either Ash, uh, Ashton Agar or Adam Zampa, probably yeah. Zampa. And there you go, your four bowlers, and they have to get like four overs somewhere uh, in the middle overs. So if New Zealand, the openers, don't get out and manage to get a decent-ish total in the power play, like I'm talking maybe 40 50 mm. runs without losing only one wicket like there are middle over there are middle overs there that they can they can cash in especially someone like Devin yeah, yeah. Conway or Finn Allen if the if he were yeah. to open I mean, I'm almost wondering if I've convinced myself to it <laughs> like New Zealand should just open with Finn Allen and Devin Conway and have uh and have uh, Kane Williamson bat number uh, three. Yeah, and Guppy doesn't play, or Guppy's four? Guppy maybe mm. have to be four. Or, I like the idea of Conway being a four. Yeah. I think the qu if you lose a wicket in the first over, you bring in first two overs, you bring in Kane Williamson. If you lose a wicket in the third or fourth over, you bring in Devin Conway. Yeah. That's how I would do it. If you're not going to open with yeah, Conway, yeah, yeah. if you're opening and Guppy Alan. and if you're opening uh Gupp Guppy and Allen, that's how I would do it. That makes some sense. Yeah. Like but I agree with you that Conway feels a more natural form than anything else. Though at the same time, yeah. I, I like him opening as well. So I yeah. love him opening. Um, but is there another four in that in that squad? Who else could bat four in New Zealand? Like I don't think I think it's too low for mm. Williamson because he he needs to be that backup anchor if we lose yeah. an early wicket. Mark Chapman could bat Chapman number four. four. I think yeah. Otherwise, though, you're right. That's a bit too low for Williamson, but he's the only other one. It's too high for Phillips. It's too high yeah, for Phillips. Too much for Phillips. Um, but I look at it and go, yeah. If it's not Conway, it probably has to be Williamson. But the same thing, like yeah. you just have a a float, uh, like a maybe you put Williamson as, as number three and then I don't know, whoever. As... I think potentially number four is too high for. Uh... Uh, Michael Bracewell as well. Oh, Daryl Mitchell, Darryl Mitchell, of course. Oh, yeah. Daryl Mitchell should open with Finn, uh, Finn Allen. There you go. Okay. Done. We've <laughs> done. We've fixed it. Daryl Mitchell will open with... And he's a bowler too. Daryl Mitchell will open with Finn Allen. Kane Williamson, number three. Devin Conway, number four. But yeah. floater with that order. Like, Conway can come in number three depending on when the wickets are lost and like if they don't lose a wicket after uh in the power play at all and it's like in the fifth or sixth over definitely devon conway should be the next guy in yeah um in my opinion because he starts quicker and like can put on more runs later on than um kane and at that point i think almost kane's almost like yep i'm not coming in unless we need to hit out at the end because he can do that because uh, he can, he doesn't need. To, if he doesn't need to worry about staying in and just hitting out, he can do that. But you know, he can just let the hitters take over at that yeah. point. I know. I like Kane coming in anyway, just because he crafts the innings better. Like he makes sure that the. Um... But can that? Would you rather have Kane Williamson need that five to ten balls to get into it? And then, uh, and not have enough balls left because it's at the fifth or sixth over, as opposed to the yeah. uh, first it's two or more... three versus Devin Conway, who will who will start yeah. right off the bat and and like actually get a higher strike rate yeah. at the end. No. You, if he yeah. stays. To in. me, it's the balance between. I, I guess it's who's at the other end, and how. The one thing Williams does very well is rotate the strike. Right, he, as I say, it's managing the entire innings. 
as opposed to his individual innings or his his strike rate. It's yeah. There is there is a question of whether we just open with Conway and Daryl Mitchell, the World Cup opening left yeah. hand right hand, which is obviously a good combo and not mess with that. Um, and then we've got Kane and Ben. After that, yeah. Yeah, uh, Ben Allen. But I feel like, do you want to waste? Ben Allen is the most explosive batter in the squad yeah, yeah. team by, by far. Yeah. You sort of do want him to go and like almost the top and just hit out. Uh, and we have no need for him to be no. a closer because Jimmy uh, Jimmy Nisham. Mitchell Santner, Ish Sodi, Tim Saudi are all very hmm. capable, lower down the order. Lockie Ferguson even. And Glenn Phillips as well, if he stays out like, you know, batting number five, if he's down you know, if he's at the there at the death, he's also a capable yeah. closer. So we've got the the close is done. And if Michael Bracewell plays, also very capable closer. So we've got those guys, but Finn Allen is the most... Nobody can explode at the start like yeah. Finn Allen. And if you're opening with Finn Allen, do you just go... Daryl Mitchell just does everything we need him to do in the team. Finn Allen opens with Devin Conway, Daryl Mitchell number four. With Kane yeah. Williamson. That's the that solution, is isn't it? Like, that just happens. That just has to be how it is. Because I don't know if New Zealand will do that. But like I said, I think one of New like because it's a stronger batting batting surface better batting surfaces in yeah. Australia like it I would be loath to waste the potential of someone like Finn Allen like he there th he's can do the things in this team that the others can't like as a as a batter yeah no you make good points and if he and Conway can get the team to a decent start. Even if he gets out early, like if he consistently gets 30 off 10 throughout the tournament, that's all you need to get Conway yeah, started, exactly. right? 30 off 10 means he's out in the power play. Kane Williamson comes in, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? where Because uh, Daryl Mitchell can do the four at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. And he's also another yeah. bowler. Um, and... Glenn Phillips five, Jimmy Nisham six. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've got the four other four other bowlers, so you've got another yeah, slot yeah. in there. So you can put Michael. You can put in Michael Bracewell to strengthen that batting lineup. You can put Jimmy Nisham as low as yeah. number seven. So you can have Mitch Satner in there. If you want. Mitch Satner or. Mitch Satner, if you want another bowling option. Michael Bracewell, if you want another batting yeah. option. Both, um, yeah. To be fair, Michael Bracewell, I think Mitch Satner is a much better bowler yeah. than him in T20. Yeah. And Mitch Satner is a decent enough better in T20 as well. Like, not like we're losing too much batting power there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you want to go all in on the bowling, then, you know, Adam Mill. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, this is the thing, right? Because Finn Allen is in T20I strikes at 169, and in T domestic T20s and New Zealand strikes at 170. Yeah. Like he's by far like the most uh, impactful batter in the, uh, in the Super yeah, yeah. Smash. And there's no one, there's nobody else coming down the pipeline. We know everybody else is a known quality, and there's nobody else coming down the pipeline who could potentially. And second is Glenn Phillips, but Glenn Phillips is more of a closer type. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think I'd be happy with that. Like, if Glenn Phillips can do the number five the way we think he can do it, then I think the team's not bad. Like, it can, it's a team that can beat Australia, whether they will beat Australia. It's also a team that can yeah. beat England. Uh, if the you know right circumstances win the toss, bat second, you know, then definitely um, the toss is going to be super important. Yeah. Uh, if New Zealand can win the toss against both England and Australia, they're in with a shot, I think. Because I think they can defend a total against uh, Afghanistan, um, and they could probably defend a total against Sri Lanka if yeah. needed. 
or or the West Indies if needed at this yeah, point. I think so. And I, like I said, I think New Zealand can't afford to not have two good spinners. Like just looking at the game, Sydney Cricket Grounds a big ground. They play play Afghanistan in Melbourne. That's a big ground, and they play New Zealand in England in the Gabba. Sure, still big enough. Like the weakness is the lack. Uh, No, actually, we do have a wrist spinner. Why why do I keep saying that's the weakness? Bangladesh that doesn't have a wrist spinner. That's the weakness. Yeah. But yeah. Ish Sodi, uh, like, yeah, if they can uh, if they can make Ish Sodi and uh, Mitchell Santner strangle, and Ish Sodi can bowl in the death with his yeah. leggies. He has in the past. In the right condition. Uh, uh, depending on the conditions. So there's a few games in there where he might get to do that. So yeah. Definitely, yeah. But it's Australia at yeah. home, right? And England. It could just be New Zealand and Australia in the semis. That's what I was picking. But do you think Bazball, Baz is going to lose to New Zealand? Good point. <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not oh, no, Baz. It's, it's yeah, uh, no, Matthew no, Mott. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. They do have to face Ben Stokes, mm. the revenge the re- game. Yeah. The revenge for the revenge. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's all we have yeah. time for. But yeah, look forward to this tournament. It's, I'm getting really excited about it. Um, even though I don't think either <laughs> of my teams will make it to the semis. It's still exciting. Um, I'd still be happy to watch good players yeah, exactly. play. So yeah. No matter what, it's going to be be good cricket, I think. Absolutely. But yeah, hopefully we'll look forward to hearing from you all next Catch time. Catch you next time. Well, that is the end. Thanks for listening all the way through. If you liked what you heard, be even more. Find Sexport to Discord and a buy me a coffee. Pretty sure it's buy me a beer. Oh yeah, buy me a beer on buymeacoffee.com. In both these places, you can talk to us, and we may even listen. Especially if you do buy a said beer, or coffee. I might still be confused. Yes, we're easily bribed. All links are in the show notes below. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This is on YouTube.